Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. I want to welcome everybody to this basic iPhone group, and we've got a wonderful group here today. And um, I want to thank Desiree for helping uh, with the streaming. And I want to thank Donna, who is my co-host here. Um, and Donna's going to tell you guys uh, just briefly uh, how to mute and unmute and all that good stuff. Yep, hold on one second. I'll do that. You got it. The people that I asked the question of have raised their hand. And there you've got I'll another get, one, 410. Yeah, I'll get them when they talk. <laughs> um, hold on one second. <laughs> all right let's see here i'm trying to find my notes because this raise and stuff you know my brain can't remember all that oh here we go all righty so to unmute um from your pc it's alt a um from the mac it's going to be command shift a uh, from the app it'll be in the bottom lower left hand corner if you're on the Zoom app, and from your phone, it is star six. And to raise your hand, that'll be uh, from your PC, uh, all Y. From your Mac, it'll be um, option Y. From the app, it's going to be under the more on the right-hand side. And then on uh, from the phone, it'll be star nine. Thank you, Donna. No problem. Well, I want to welcome everybody. This is Basic iPhone, and this is our second meeting. We had one a couple of weeks ago, and I think some of you were here. And if Deb is here from... Um, Karen's iPad left, Karen to right, Karen has joined the meeting. If Deb is here from the Dakotas, I want to apologize to you for not getting back to you. I've had some stuff on my plate this week, but I am going to follow up with you. So, if Deb... Oops. Sorry. You got it? You know what's going on. Sorry. Yeah, I'm... Um, Andrea, you're going to need to unmute. Unmute, Andrea. I'm trying to. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Am I unmuted now? That was yeah. my bad. It was Okay, muted. no, it's fine. It's fine. I did not Okay, good. I'm unmuted. Sorry, my computer didn't tell me right away. Um, You're awesome. Okay, so I want to talk just briefly about some things I covered last week because we're streaming today. We weren't streaming last week. Um, basically, this is for just if you if you maybe you have an iPhone and you're not really sure what to do with it or you have questions about things that people have told you should work but they don't work or um um just you know there's things that you're not sure about and it's a big jump from the phone that we all had years ago with buttons to this phone with this glass screen um I remember when I got my first iPhone back in 2012 and I'm just like Oh my gosh! What do I do with this? Fortunately, I had someone um, in the in the um, the uh, Best Buy store who was able to at least show me how where my home button was and how to unlock my phone because that was huge when I started. Um, so sometimes it's about really basic stuff like that. Um, one thing we found a couple of weeks ago is that people were maybe when you do the gestures they they were tapping too hard. Um, you don't need to tap really hard on your phone. This The iPhone is very sensitive um, to taps. So if you're doing the double tap 
or um, you know whatever finger gestures you're doing. It's 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 almost like a flutter. It's it's very delicate. You don't have to. You don't have to. Excuse do, me, who's not muted needs to uh, mute. Yeah, please, somebody, whoever's whoever's a speech synthesizer's talking. Thank you. Um, so it 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 really it it's it's very sensitive. What you have to remember also is that the iPhone isn't just a phone; it's a computer. I noticed some of you are on iPads, so you know these are these are computers. You're holding a computer in your hand, so that's sort of what you have. Oh dear, <laughs> um, I'm going to turn that off because <laughs> that's all I need is for that thing to be going off at me. Um, so. You're, you're holding a computer in the palm of your hand. So that's another thing. If you think of the iPhone, it is a phone, but it really is a personal computer. You can do word processing with it. You can order food. You can surf the web. You can listen to music. You can listen to podcasts. You can watch videos. You can do so many things besides using it as a phone. This is the, you know, this is sort of the mindset that we have to get into is that it's not only a phone, it's a computer. Um, and as such, it has to be rebooted every so often. So one thing you need to learn is where your power button is, because that's going to be really important um, to turn off the phone. You're going to press and hold the power button for about three seconds. And once you let it go, there should be a screen that comes up and voiceover should say power off. And you're going to double tap on that power off button. And then I'd probably wait 30 seconds or so and then reboot the phone by holding that power button for about three seconds. I tend to not hold it always long enough. Um, one way you can be sure that it will come back on is if you plug it in. If you plug it in, it's going to come back on. So if you're not sure how long to hold the power button, you're still figuring that out. If you plug your phone in, if it's turned off, it will reboot. So it's good to reboot your iPhone probably once a week or so just to kind of get its little brain uh, to, just to kind of work things out in its little brain um, because uh, sometimes things don't work just right the way that we think they should and if you if you reboot your phone just like rebooting your computer um, it can fix a whole host of things so I'm going to talk about just a very few things that I talked about last time and I'm going to go over a couple of new things and then I'm going to open it up for meeting. I'm going to open it up for questions because I don't want to just hear myself talk so in settings under, um, if you go into settings and you go to accessibility, um, in settings, there are several like sub areas of settings. And one of those is accessibility. And to get to that, you have to right flick about maybe eight times from the beginning of when you open accessibility, you're going to hear things like airplane mode, um, Bluetooth, um, stuff like that. You keep going and you will hear, um, you will hear um, accessibility, and that right flick is like you're like you're brushing a piece of dirt from your phone. Just one finger, very delicately toward the. If you go and if you go the other way, you're going to go back the other direction. You're going to go back to the left, back toward the beginning of your settings area. But you want to you want to go to the right about um, probably eight times. And when you get to accessibility, you're going to double tap. And the first thing under accessibility is going to be voiceover. And if you double tap on voiceover, you're going to have a whole bunch of things that you can customize in that area, including you can have different voices if you want. You can slow down the speech. 
If it's too fast, that's where you're going to slow it down. The other thing is there is a voiceover practice area in there. And if you enable that, you can practice your gestures without doing anything to your screen, without changing any settings or doing anything to change uh, any any uh, thing that's going on on your screen. Um, it's a really good way to practice gestures because it'll give you feedback for each gesture that you do. And when you're done with that and you want to get out of it, you're going to do a four-finger double tap. I, I wish they had made it a simpler gesture, but the four-finger double tap, and it will tell you what gesture to do to get out of that voiceover practice area. But that is super helpful. Um, you can equate that with, like, if you're learning the computer, um, JAWS has a help mode you can turn on where if you hit various keystrokes, it'll tell you, you know, what they do without uh, changing anything on your screen. And this is sort of like that. And this can be super, super helpful. Um, the other thing is um, you want to make sure that your typing um, is set to standard, or excuse me, yes, standard typing. As, at first, when you're learning to use the iPhone, the, the way that I type on the iPhone is I, I slide my finger around the screen, and when I find, say, the letter I want, on the, if the on-screen keyboard comes up, say I have to type in a password or oh, something, um, I will lift my finger, and it will put that letter in. But I don't recommend that for people who are just starting out. Standard typing, standard typing requires that you double tap on a letter or other character to insert it into a password or... Um, other area that requires you to type in information. So I think it's easier to not accidentally put things in that you don't want uh, to insert. Um, the other option there is to obviously is to use a keyboard. If you're more comfortable, you can certainly connect a Bluetooth keyboard to your iPhone or iPad and use a keyboard. But once you get comfortable with the on-screen um, keyboard, um, you can change that typing mode if you want, but I think the standard typing for most people in the beginning is is probably super good. Um, the other thing you can do in settings is you can slow down the gesture reaction time. So this slows down the time between you making the gesture and it actually taking effect. So things aren't moving quite so fast. So you can certainly slow that down and make it a little bit easier for you to... Um, you know, it, sometimes it just seems like things are moving so quickly. So we want to kind of just step back, slow everything down a little bit, and and just take it take it slow. Um, I think, and I said this last time, I think there's some pressure on sometimes on blind people to get certain technologies because everybody, all your friends have it, and they say, oh, it'll be so wonderful, and you'll be able to do all these things. But there is a learning curve. So be gentle with yourself. Give yourself time to learn. We all had to take the time, and you're surrounded by people who want to help you. There's a big community of iPhone users out there that, that want to help. Um, I want to mention some, some resources for you. Um, the Apple website itself has tons of um, voiceover-related. Uh, um, you can get a manual for your phone or a, guide, a user guide for your particular phone. All of this is free. Um, you can also get... Um, help with specific apps sometimes um uh there are there are all kinds of guides available on um on the apple website also applevis.com is a great place to find uh apple related resources for blind people applevis a p p l e v i s.com 
It is a site designed and run by blind people who use uh, iOS devices and Macs. And it is a great place to find information and answers and what app does a certain job well um, and, and is accessible because not all apps are created equal in terms of accessibility. We'd like to think that, you know, most apps, aside from the ones that are just, you know, too visual, um, most of the Apple apps are pretty accessible if they're made by Apple. Apple, it, the approach that Apple takes is they want a lot of control over how their apps are designed. So most of the apps that they create, they have accessibility tools and people who create apps for the Apple platform are really encouraged to use those tools. But occasionally you run into an app that's not as accessible. Sometimes there's workarounds. Um, the, other, um, the other resource that I wanna give you for uh, Apple related information and books is um, National, Braille, National Braille Press in Boston has some wonderful uh, user guides. Um, Keystroke listings of keystrokes. These are not free. These you have to buy, um, but they come in a variety of different formats. You can get them in hard copy Braille. You can get them in electronic Braille. Um, so you know this is another this is another uh, resource that's available to you um, is National Braille Press. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the rotor. The rotor can be a little scary for people. I was scared of it at first and had trouble getting. Uh, figuring out how to use it, but it's something you've got to learn because so many of your um, of the aspects of a given app may be on the rotor. So many of the things that you can do with your phone, like slowing down and speeding up speech, changing the volume, changing the voice, um, editing text. Once you get into, say, you you know you you, you want to copy text to your clipboard and paste it somewhere else. You can actually do that on your iPhone, but you need to know um, how to use the rotor in order to do this. And there's a couple different ways to use the rotor. One is to position your fingers on the screen, um, one near the bottom of the screen and one closer to the top. Kind of make a gesture like you're turning a knob either to the right or to the left. And you should hear something like... Um, Speaking rate, volume, edit, it kind of depends on where you are. What you're going to hear is dependent on the app that you're in or where you are on the screen. But if you kind of, it's kind of like a knob turning gesture, either to the left or to the right. The other way to use the rotor, which I just learned today, is to place one finger from each hand um, at, e at either edge of the screen, about the same distance uh, down uh, from the top on each side, with the tips pointing e facing each other, move one finger up and one down simultaneously. If you move the right finger down and the left finger up, you'll move your rotor will move one turn to the right. If you move the left finger down and the right finger up, you'll move one position to the left. Now, the rotor is a voiceover um, is part of voiceover. It's not something a sighted person is going to see. It's not visible on the screen. This is something that voiceover uses to provide information about your, your app. Um, you could read a document by headings or an email. If there are headings, what I do, like, for example, with the daily schedule that Cindy sends out, um, I use my rotor to go to headings on my phone, and then each event is a new heading. Um, once you're where you want to be on the rotor, 
a simple flick down or flick up will move now you be, 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 will move you between say headings uh volume settings um speech rate settings so once you're where you want to be but i suggest that to practice the rotor you Keep it on a safe setting. I've had people call me and say, oh, my gosh, Andrea, I've changed the language, and I don't know how to It's speaking Czech, and I can't get it off. That I did that once myself. And you've got to get it, the rotor back to the language and flick up until you hear English. Um, or your phone is talking way too fast. Well, your, your, your rotor is set to speech rate, and you probably inadvertently flicked up, and your speech, you went, the, the rate of speech went rocketing up. So try to, if you're practicing with the rotor, um, either have your voice, voiceover practice in, enabled, or try to find a rotor setting that's kind of a safe area to practice, not, so, not something that's going to change um, that you're not going to be able to get out of, because sometimes that can be a little scary. Um, and it happens a lot. And people don't even realize their rotor is on, say, voice rate. And then they wonder why their speech is suddenly babbling so fast they can't understand it. Or the voice has changed all of a sudden, and they this is not the voice they chose. Um, it's because the rotor is set to that setting. It's like that dial is set on that setting, and you've inadvertently flicked up or down, and you've changed something. So that's the kind of the rotor. Um, this moving, placing the two fingers with the tips facing each other and then moving one up and one down. If you're not good at the knob rotating gesture, this gesture really works. I tried it today and it works really well. And I had never heard of that before. So I'm sharing that with you because some people have a problem with the rotary gesture. It doesn't work. The way I picture the rotor is kind of like an old style phone. If some of you remember a phone with a dial like I do. Um, that actually had holes where the numbers were. Yeah. I kind of picture it that way. And um, you're turning that dial. And if you kind of picture it like a knob or a, you, it's that it's that gesture you want to use. Um, somebody brought up the other day turning off speech, speech versus turning off voiceover. To turn off voiceover by default. Um, you press the home button three times quickly. That will turn voiceover off. Normally, you don't want to do that, but you might want to disable speech just temporarily. Say if you're in a Zoom event and you don't want to hear um, voiceover babbling at you when when people come and go, but you you want to be able to turn you know get it get get it back on quickly. Um, if you tap the screen, if you do a three finger double tap. It will say speech off. Voiceover is still on, but it's the phone is not going to speak to you con constantly. Um, it's sort of like temporary muting, temporarily muting speech. And then if you do, um, if you do the three finger double tap again, that will turn speech back on. It's what we call a toggle. There are many toggles on the iOS device, which means if you do adjust, if you perform a gesture once, it takes an action if you perform it again it reverses that action so if somebody talks about oh it's a toggle people tend to throw these terms around and i think sometimes we don't always know what they mean a toggle just means that it's like a kind of like a light switch if you push it one way it turns the light on if you push it the other way it's going to turn it off so it's basically a two position gesture um and you probably want to just turn speech off, not turning voiceover off. That's a really quick way to just disable speech. Um, muting the phone doesn't necessarily disable the speech. Uh, muting the phone will disable the ringer. Um, and your mute switch 
for most of you is probably right below your volume buttons. It's on the right, or excuse me, on the left side of the phone, but it's a little bit recessed. You kind of have to use your fingernail. They didn't want it to be too easy to mute the phone because you may not want to mute it. Um, and if your phone is laying on a flat surface, you're going to press that mute button down toward the table. It's not back and forth. It's up toward you or down toward the flat surface that the phone is on. So it's kind of a, um, it's not up and down. It's kind of a back and forth uh, motion of that, of, that, uh, of that mute button. When I first got my phone, I was trying to push it up and down and it didn't work. And somebody said, no, no, it's not that way. It goes, it goes back and forth. So the best way I can describe it is if you lay your phone flat on the table, when you press that mute button down, you want it, if it's going to be muted, it's actually going to go toward the flat surface that the phone is sitting on. Unmuted will be away from that flat surface. And the phone will tell you, it'll stay muted, unmuted. So you'll know that it's, uh, that it's muted. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the app switcher. The app switcher is like you're closing windows in, in, in Windows. If you use Windows, or for that matter, a Mac, you know that if you're not using screens, you want to close them. Um, we can certainly do multiple things at once, but it's certainly less confusing if you have the, the more things you have uh, open, it's going to be more confusing, and you're using more system resources. So if you're not using something, and as you're learning to use the iPhone, you're probably going to open a lot of apps by mistake, that you don't want to necessarily have open. So if you tap your home button twice, or if you have a newer phone that doesn't have a home button, if you flick up from the bottom until you hear a little tone, um, you're going to be in the app switcher. And what you want to do, a three-finger flick up after the phone says app switcher will close an app. Or you can just flick up... um, and it'll say close, uh, close whatever, close messages or close whatever it is, and you can double tap it. But if you do a three-finger flick up in the app switcher, it will just close the app. If you double tap on an app in the app switcher, it's going to take you into that app. But you may want to check your app switcher from time to time and close apps that you may have opened inadvertently that just um, to make sure that you, that you don't have a bunch of stuff open on the screen. Because visually, if a sighted person looks at that phone, they're going to see you have a bunch of apps open in the background. Also, remember that when a sighted person is helping you, if voiceover is on, the, the gestures that they know are not going to work. So you probably need to disable voiceover if you're going to have a sighted person help you unless they're familiar with the voice with the voiceover gestures. Um, you, you, want to, uh, you want to be aware that the sighted person's experience of the phone is going to be totally different than yours with voiceover on. Um, most apps, many apps have some standard things in common. Um, most apps have some, I, I hear Deb, so I know she's here. Um, most apps have some standard things in common. One of those things is tabs across the bottom that will give you certain types of information within the app. Um, uh, for example, the phone app has um, four or five, it has a voiceover, it has a, a voicemail tab. It has, the on the far left is the um Let's see. I'm trying to think. I know. I know. There's a recent. I'm trying to go from left to right. I know there's a recent tab. Um, I know on the far right is a voicemail tab. Um, there is a a keypad tab where you can actually dial in a number 
So most of the of the oh favorites, there's a from the far left. There's a favorites tab. We're talking about the phone app itself. So each app or many apps have these tabs. And they're usually across the bottom of the screen. So that Karen can has joined the meeting. kind of help you figure out has left the meeting. kind of help you figure out where you want to be. Um, say you want to look at your recent calls. You're gonna double tap on the recent tab. Or you wanna if you if you've saved favorite contacts in your favorites in your phone, which can help you get to contacts quicker, you're gonna wanna double tap on favorites. Um under the recent tab in the phone, there are two sub areas um, that are, there are two like uh, sub tabs um, under there. Um, one is missed, um, so you can actually see what your you know what calls you've missed. So it's kind it's helpful to know what tabs. Um, are with are within an app if you can if you can kind of. Once you open an app, if you're deciding kind of what you want to do once you're there, um, the tabs can help you to do those specific tasks. Like, say you want to call, you want to see what call you missed. You know, you're going to know that you want to go to the recent calls. And then within that, you're going to want to find missed. Those sub tabs are going to be at the top, at the top of the screen. If you, if you open a an app like phone that has tabs across the bottom. If you open a tab that has additional subcategories underneath it, those are actually going to be up at the top. And most apps have a back button. The back button can really be your friend. If you get caught in a place and you're not sure where you are, find that back button. You can always back out of something. The other thing you can do if you're in an app and you don't want to be there is you can hit the home button. That will take you back to your home screen. So you can always hit the home button to leave an app. But remember that that app's going to stay open until you close it in the app switcher. So I'm going to, these are just some things that I wanted to mention that may prove helpful. I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to um, open it up for questions. And so I'm going to ask Donna if she will call on people who have raised their hands. I certainly will. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. And if you need a reminder how to raise your hand, I can do that too. Absolutely. All right. To, ra uh, to raise your hand, let me get to it. All right. To raise your hand is from the PC is Alt-Y. From the Mac is Option one. From the, from the uh, app, it's on the more under the more. You go to the right, and you'll find the more, and it's under that. And, and from the phone, it's hard. Don't join the meeting. Donna, we're getting a Donna, we're getting a pretty bad echo. I don't echo. I don't. Not sure what that is. Not sure what that is. Yeah, you're echoing. Yeah, you're too. echoing too. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah, I don't know what's causing that. I don't know what's causing unless, that. Unless somebody's got a, somebody's a phone or something that is not using headphones or something. We didn't have that a minute ago. Right, but some people are unmuted now. William has his hand up. Diane Gennetti has left the meeting. William? William? Yes. Can you hear me? Uh, barely. Uh, barely. Yeah, 
Yeah. Can you get a little closer, a little William? Closer, William? Uh, yes. Uh, to save power on your iPhone. We uh, still can't hear you real well, William. Real well, William. I'll, I'll, I'll come. I'll come back. That's better. That's better. You're doing better now. You're doing better now. Oh uh, to save your battery mm -hmm. on your iPhone, if you turn, if you're not using Bluetooth, turn Bluetooth off. Yes. And yes. Turn, turn the. Uh, the stream, stream brightness down to zero. That'll help save the battery. Also, if you turn low power mode on, it'll save the battery. Yeah, I don't. I don't recommend turning low power on all the time. Those other, those other are really good. The other really good. The other thing you can turn your screen and turn your screen on. It's a double. It's a double. finger double. double tap will turn on your screen. And if you're not, you can't see the screen. see the screen. Um, you can turn on your. You can turn on your screen. Remember, if you're going to remember, if you're going to do something, you need to disable that screen curtain. Oh, this is awful. Oh, this is awful. I think it's William. I think it's William. Okay. Mute my audio button. Yep. It's William. I just muted him. Oh, the meeting. much better. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> okay. All right. The next. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, I just I thought that's what it was because I watched what happened, and he was the first to raise hand and unmute, and that's when it started happening. It's hard to be talking and hear yourself coming back. Yeah, because I started doing that, and I'm like, oh, I think I know what's wrong. All right, I have area code eight one two. Has left the meeting. Can I mute, please? Victor has left the meeting. All right, we'll come back to 812. How about uh, Eileen? Hello? Yes. Hello? Uh, there we go. Can you hear me? Thank yes, you. absolutely. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Dolly from Southern Indiana. I have a question. I have a hard time answering my iPhone when it's ringing. Now, my husband put a little dot where... He already has joined the meeting. ...where the places that I'm supposed to tap... But I tap, and I tap, and I tap, and it's ringing, ringing, ringing. I just don't know how to answer it quickly. You know, answering the iPhone is actually one of the hardest things to learn to answer the phone, which is kind of sad because that's one of the reasons we get a phone is so we can receive calls. The best thing I can tell you to do is if you can flick left it and, and, and just or just touch the, touch toward the bottom of your phone and then flick right until you hear it say accept. And if you double tap right there, because if you're tapping, it doesn't matter where your dot is. If you're not tapping right on the button, it's yeah. not going, you're not going to be able to answer the, you're not activating the, uh, if you're not tapping right where that accept button is, you're not going to activate uh, the call. And you know what? If, if somebody, if it's important, they will call you back, or you can go to your recent calls and see who you missed. But be patient. Be patient with yourself because real, it's very, it's it's not easy. Answering the phone is one of the hardest things to learn to do. But once you get it, you'll have it. And the best okay. thing I can do is just listen for that accept. Okay, so I, so I swipe with one finger to the left and then go to the right. Just. Just swipe right. Forget forget left. Just swipe right, um, swipe until, right. You, until you hear it say accept. And when it says accept, you're going to double tap right away. 
Oh, okay. And I think you may find, because you're probably not listening to what voiceover is saying. You're so intent on answering the phone that you're not focusing on what it's telling you. I'm guessing maybe, not as a criticism, I'm just saying that maybe what's happening. And if mm-hmm. you accept, that's where you want to double tap. Okay, I'll, I'll give that a try. So it doesn't matter where I swipe it to the right. It, it, it doesn't no, you, matter. You're looking for, you're going to have a couple of things. You're going to have like um, hang up or decline. You're going to have two or three choices, but the one you want is accept. And you've got to hear that before you double tap. Okay, I'll give it a try. Okay. I've got a million other questions, but I'll just finish with this one and maybe I'll have a chance another time to ask you more. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. I really hope it works for you. Okay, thank you. Okay, this is Eileen. Uh, I think I'm on mute. Yes, you are. Right? You are. are. We can hear you. Okay, good. Uh, My question is about composing text messages. Okay. Um, Oh, let me see where to start. I used to compose them a long time ago, and then I hadn't done it for a while. So I get to where it says compose, and then... Can can I just put a per, the person's name in, or how how do I how do I start the process? If you start, you need to double tap on compose, yep. and then there's an area that's going to say to you know where the person you're yes. sending it to. You want to double tap on that because the key there is it needs to say is editing. If it doesn't say is editing, you're not entering anything. Got so it. it's really important to hear is editing. Once it says that, you can start typing. If it's someone that's in your contacts, if you start typing the first few letters of their name and then flick to the right, it'll give you suggestions, and you can double tap on that person's name, and it'll save you having to type the whole thing in. Got it. Okay. Remember, if it's a contact, if it's just a number, it's someone that's not in your phone, you're going to have to type the whole number in. Okay? I've got it. Now, the next part of this... (laughs) Let's see. Um, what if I want to, how well does dictating a message work? It works okay. Um, what, you're going to have to listen to it back because every once in a while, you're not going to get exactly what you want. Sometimes I figure, oh, it's close enough. They'll figure it out. But it can make for some right. interesting mistakes. You can also use Siri. You can say, hey, Siri, send a message to this phone number or send a message to whoever it is in my contacts. I know a lot of people yeah. who use Siri a lot for that. I have. And sometimes we are very friendly one to another, but sometimes Siri and I, yes, Siri I, is not happy. I and I'm, then I get very unhappy. No, so that's, I, use, that's I, use, I use dictation quite often. Um, if I don't feel like, if I don't want to type, um, right. The yeah. other thing you might want to do is get a keyboard and, and then, you know, you can type a long text message if you have a keyboard and you can know that everything's correct. Um, exactly. Keyboards don't have to cost a lot. Um, the meeting. You can probably get one on Amazon for 30 or $40. They, you know, they don't, they don't have to cost a ton of money. There's some very expensive ones out there, but there's, I think Amazon has a basic one. It doesn't fold up or anything, but if you're just going to use it at home, you know, you can get one. Um, but yeah, the important thing there is to, it's got to say is editing. If it doesn't say that, right. you're not entering any text. If you've got to be in an I edit understand. field. Okay. Right. Now, the, the final part of this, let's see if I can, oh, so where do I go? Now, this is, 
Maybe I want to add a contact or, or edit a contact or something. Where do I find my contacts list? That's one of that's um, one of the things. One of the tabs in your phone, the middle tab. If you open up phone, the middle tab is contacts. That's the one I couldn't think of. So it goes favorites, ah. recents, contacts, uh, keypad, and voicemail. So you've got five tabs across the bottom. The very middle one is contacts. So that's where there's also a contacts. There's a contacts app that comes with your iPhone, but I think it's easier to just go in through the phone itself. And all your contacts are in alphabetical order right there. You are just an encyclopedia of information. And and I always learn something. You're wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm so glad, Eileen. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. All right. John is next. Yes. Um, my wife is a relatively new iPhone user, so we're playing. I've got this on for her. I've been using the iPhone for quite a few years. Anyway, to the lady that was asking how to answer the phone, the easiest way to answer the phone is just reach over and do a two-finger double tap anywhere on the screen, and it will answer. And when you get done talking, you can do a two-finger double tap anywhere on the screen and it will hang up the call thank you so much you know there there's once in a while that doesn't work for me and so i i I tend to want to find that accept button and double tap on it but if that works for you that's great whatever works for you if that works for you that's wonderful maybe i'm doing it a a a difficult way i just know if i double tap on accept i know i'm going to get it you started out the program by saying tap lightly. And I think what a lot of people tap too hard. Yes. And when you do a two-finger double tap too hard, a third finger is going to hit the screen. Yes. And you'll mute the speech. Or you're absolutely right. Happens. Yep, you're absolutely right. It will do exactly what you tell it to. So if you three-finger double tap, you're going to lose speech, which is what you don't want. Thank you so much. That's an excellent point, and I really appreciate that. You don't have to pound. Um, the, this, the screen, the, the, the glass is very sensitive. It really is. It's This is what it's made for. And you see these kids walking around, you know, tapping a million miles a minute, texting with their thumbs. They're just, they're basically just brushing the screen. They're not, they're not pounding. Um, they're just typing, you know, super lightly because that's the only way they can go that fast. So really, truly, when I say tap lightly, you'd, you'd really, that's all. If you get the, a clicking noise when you're tapping, if you get this ding, ding, this kind of clicky noise, you're probably tapping too hard. Thank you so much. That is great input. Thank you. I really appreciate your, your feedback. Okay, we have uh, G. York. Dead University has left the meeting. Okay, am I? You are good. You are good. Okay, um, just another thing about answering the phone. I had this problem with my 6 and also the XS, which I have now. And what I found was, like, the two-finger double tap will always, usually will answer. And the two-finger double tap will hang up, but you have to have the um, speakerphone part turned on. Usually I'll, I'll tip the phone back flat until I can hear the, the person you know, talk, well, you know, I could hear something coming out through the speakers and I'll double tap and that always works. But I've always found that it has to be on speakerphone to hang up. But I also noticed too, and this is, this is weird. Now everybody's probably going to go, Ooh, when they hear this, but 
Sometimes if I'm outside and it's cold, my fingers are cold, I'll double tap the answer and it doesn't, it doesn't answer. If I, sometimes in desperation, I wanted to do something to, to change, you know, the feeling of the screen. So I'll touch my tongue with my two fingers, double tap the screen, and it works every time. I'm sure that the temperature of your skin or the natural oils on your skin can influence the way the phone works. Um, because if, if I've been doing something, if my hands are a little wet and I try to unlock my phone, I can't unlock it. The, the, um, the fingerprint doesn't work. So I'm sure you're onto something there. Um, that's another thing. Do wipe your screen every once in a while because they screens do get dirty and they don't conduct as well if they're not clean. So just the little screen wipes um, like you'd use on your computer screen are fine. Um, uh, you brought up another really good point. If you're talking on the phone, you need to keep the phone relatively close to your face. If you take it away from your face, the speaker is going to automatically engage and you will cut out. And the person will say, oh, I didn't hear that last thing you said, because in the time between it switching over to speaker from the earpiece, um, it will cut off. So you can turn that off so that it never switches to speaker. I don't recommend that, but you could do that. But by default, if you take the mouthpiece very far away from your, if you take the phone very far away from your ear, you're going to switch over to speakerphone. So if you wonder why that's happening... That's because that's the way the phone is designed. So excellent point. Thank you so much. Okay. Next we have Jessica. Hello. Hi there. Um, hi. This is my first time on this call. So this is, I'm glad we're talking about iPhones because I have the iPhone 8. And I was wondering, um, I've noticed like when I'm outside for a long period of time and on my phone, um, I well, I have a couple questions, but... This is my first one on my phone that it um it gets really hot and um I'll have it you know away from my ear and stuff and uh be uh doing stuff on my phone and uh it'll it'll start getting hot. I don't know why that is, but I don't know if it's just me being out of the heat or what. And the second one is uh just uh the weekend before last, I do the software updates on my phone. And my, I'm on the latest update and my phone quit working on me totally like voiceover shut down and everything. And I had to call Apple accessibility. Well, me and my dad were on the phone with them all day and didn't get it back, turned back on till nine o'clock that evening. And they didn't even know what was wrong with it. They couldn't even figure it out. So it was just, it was really weird. And I was sending a friend a voice uh, memo message and all of a sudden it quit on me. So you're fortunate, I think, that they were able to help you fix it because I had many years ago, I think it was a 5 or 5S, my um, my uh, voiceover just quit. It, it died, and mm -hmm. it, 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 um, it actually, uh, something happened to voiceover. It, it, it failed, and we had to do a complete system restore. Well, and I did too. Me, and yeah, takes days and, and to get everything back the way you had it. I know. Well, now my notifications aren't working like they should. Like, they're not announcing all the way through. Like, it'll just announce, like, the, the time of the notification, but it won't say what the notification is. It's weird. And Okay, what you uh, want to do is a couple things. You asked, the first question you asked about, you, about your phone getting hot, um, mm -hmm. that can be a number of things. That can be heat outside. That can also be, if you're on the phone for a long period, it is going to get warm. It's a computer. Mm -hmm. It has a processor in it. It's going right. to get warm. 
So to some extent, and if it's a hot day, that's going to contribute to it. Okay. Um, probably close as many apps as you can. If you're not, yeah, I usually again, always if you're do. not using them, do that with your app switcher. You probably know right. how to do that. Um, the, the thing I was going to say about um, your notifications, if you, if you go into settings and go to notifications, probably when you restored, a setting got changed. So go mm-hmm. into your notification settings and check to see that everything is turned on the way you want it to be. Because yeah, I'm pretty, something just got changed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, I set everything back to normal, but um, it may just, you know, have to take a while. I mean, um, and it may be that it, it hopefully they will come back in the next software update. But Yes, and it'll fix but that. But I, I was going to ask, uh, so should I just let my phone do the, um, do the software updates automatically or should I do them right when they come out? You know, they... People will, has joined the meeting. people will give you different answers about this. I don't think it's always necessary to do the updates immediately. I tend to wait a few days just because, and there are probably people who wait longer than I do, because sometimes they're buggy. And right. And you think they'd release them if they're buggy, but sometimes they are. And sometimes they're, they don't know they're buggy. To be fair, they may not know. There's a bug they didn't see, you know, and somebody's going to well, have a problem. Yeah, well, see, that's like when my dad called Apple, he asked, he's like, because I told them that this has happened once before, right. when my phone is froze up, and they said they couldn't even find anything out about it. Like, they, they looked in their archives and stuff, and, right. and they couldn't. Right, this is a bug, they've never even seen it, it's probably yeah. something that had to do with your particular phone. Um, yeah. I think we have probably have more hands, but I'm going to give my contact information at the end, so if you want, you can write to me. Um, Alrighty. Thank you so much. I do want to give the number for Apple accessibility because I meant to give it before and you brought up a really good point. You were a memory jogger for me. So I appreciate yeah, that. I, Thank you. Yeah, I have it in my phone. So yeah, that's good. Right. That's good. Thank you. For anybody that does not have that phone number, it is 877-204-3930. Again, 877-204-3930. That number is especially for us. That is for people with uh, disabilities who need help, and they are fabulous. They really are good. I just called them uh, this past Sunday, actually, for some help, and they are just wonderful. They really are. And I highly recommend if you're having a problem, if you're struggling with something, give them a call because they can, they're really helpful. Yeah. Thank you so much for your question. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah. Head minutes and three hands. The next person is Candace. Hey, Andrea. Hey, everybody. Um, hey, you. Hello. You're here. We can hear you. Okay, I wasn't sure if I was. Yeah, I wasn't sure ahead. I was coming. Go ahead. Um, so I just wanted to reiterate what you were talking about with um, the other gentleman earlier about tapping really hard. So I got my iPhone 4S, I believe it was. Um, I got one of the, the screen from um, AT guys, the one that has like the dots on it. Right, 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 right. And it, it kind of like helps you learn the screen, I guess that's how it works. It does, yes. And I know that when I was using it, I would tap really hard. And um, when I got the hang of the, the actual phone and I got rid of it, now I tap very lightly. Good. Good. Those, yes. Yeah, so screen protectors can be super helpful. I did talk about that two weeks ago. Uh, it's a screen protector. It's pretty inexpensive, maybe $10. It's a very thin sheet of plastic that has stick them on the back that you can stick onto your phone screen. And it has locator dots to help you kind of navigate the screen. It's not exactly Braille, 
but they're dots that help you figure out where things are on the screen and they can be extremely helpful. So I did have one other question, Andrea. I don't know if you know, maybe there's somebody in here that does. My O&M got me set up with Ira and um, I have this seven day trial. Now my question is, I set it up last Tuesday and I got busy last week. And so I didn't get to use it as much as I wanted to. But whenever I open up the app now, it looks like I still have some free minutes available. If you days, at that point, would it tell me that I can only use the five minutes unless I buy a plan? Or how does that work? It should. I don't know exactly because I didn't. I have a very basic plan that I signed up for that's just 30 minutes a month. So I'm not certain, but it seems to me it would tell you that your plan had expired. If you don't, if you don't have minutes you paid for, um, that it should tell you that because they have this new policy. Yeah, because like I said, they did the intro thing with me. Right. And then they said, oh, you have seven days of unlimited access. Right. Yeah. No, I understand. I just, I don't know exactly. You may want to call their customer service. They do have a customer service number. I don't have it right here, but I believe it's in one of the tabs on that app. And you might want to call them and just verify, but it seems to me it would tell you that because they have a new policy now. I think it started on Tuesday, where if you don't have a paid app, you can only use that five minutes once a day. I don't know if everybody's aware of that, but that's a new policy with Ira. But I also know too, Andrea, that if if I saw a thing on their Facebook page, um, if you invite people and they join, yeah, you can earn. Yeah, you can earn. You can earn thirty-three minutes. You can. I'm gonna. I think we've got a couple more hands, Candace. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. Yeah, to take you are more correct. Questions, but yeah, I, I would call them if yeah. you're uncertain. Okay. Thank you. Uh huh. Okay. So um, yeah, we have four hands. Oh, uh, you are correct. And we, and we have seven uh, minutes. Ira, it's uh, five minutes every twenty-four hours. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, five minutes once a day. Yeah, I think that's what I said. Every twenty. Yeah, once a day. Thank you. All right. Our next person is Kathleen. Okay, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, I have a few questions regarding um, the email. I'm just learning how to use that. And one thing, I can open the email, but then um, I, I don't know how to get it to read the whole entire email through to me. I'm swiping. All of a sudden, I get down to it seems to be the bottom of the page, but it's not the bottom, and I don't know how to have it continue reading through the entire email. Okay, uh, Kathleen, if you do a two-finger flick down, it will read the whole thing. Oh, okay. From the top of the screen, like a vertical, two fingers parallel to each other, flick down one time, it should read the whole email to you. All right, and then how do I get back to the top? Um, just dub- just tap on the top left corner of the screen, and that'll give you the back button, and you can back out of the email. Okay, but I mean, just to, if do I do a two-finger up if I want to just go... Back to the top of that email you, to have it read again. If you tap up at the top of the screen, you should be back up at the top of the email. You don't have to. You don't have to. Uh, you don't have to flick back up. It should. It should put the focus back up at the top of the email once you've read the whole thing. Okay. So, how do you order your emails? You know, where you can do it from or. Uh, I just leave mine. You know. Mine just. Um, they come in. They're ordered by date. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you go into the email settings under settings, you can probably change the way they're ordered. But I, I just have mine by date. That seems to work okay for me. Okay. So like the newest one is the is the farthest to the left. 
and then I keep swiping right. And if I want to delete an email, I swipe. I think I have to swipe up twice and it'll say delete and I can double tap and it'll just delete it. Mm -hmm. What happened to me is that when I got into having my email on there and I brought all my other emails in, I just got a couple thousand emails and I wanted to delete them in a way that I could put them in, you know, in alphabetical order so that maybe I could um, highlight them. One thing I found is if you have a lot of emails, too, you can move between pages. If you do a three finger swipe up or down, it'll move by page and you can you can have another group. You can see another group of emails. You Mm -hmm. may be able to change the way they're ordered. I just have never done that because I've just left it the way it was. But I know what you're saying. I have probably several thousand emails in my phone. Oh, okay. And I wanted to ask a quick question, which is not really the phone, but I have a hard time on the Zoom. On PC, is there a way to, you know, you said there's the toggle three button so that you disable your voice over talking continuously while you're on it. Is that available on the PC somewhere? Um, If you're using JAWS, and I'm going to get this wrong, maybe somebody can tell me. Uh, you do insert space and then you there's something you press and it'll 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 just it'll put jaws into a mode where it won't read everybody's coming and going right i don't know if you're using jaws but i, I somebody's am. gonna have to tell me because I, I always forget i can't remember i it may be a i'm not positive but it's insert yes. space insert space s s oh thank oh, you okay that's great thank you so much though that you the, um, once you want, you know, when you set it that way, that you don't. Uh, Donna, I need to stay unmuted, or you'll break the stream. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Do we have one more question, really quick? We're just about out of time. Yes, we can. Um, we have area code five one seven. Hello. Hi there, Mike. Hi. Hi. My question is: you don't have time for my question. Um, but I have a short question. Um, this is the first time I've heard your um, phone meeting. Are you on every week? Every other week. So I'll be here every other every- Thursday at this time. Okay. So you're not like first and or second and fourth. You're every other. No, no. Every other week. Okay. As far as Same I know, information. It's be every other week. Yeah. And do you always do basic iPhone? That's what I. That's what I'd like to do. That's 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 the purpose okay. of this call is to just talk okay. about basic iPhone things that people might have trouble with. The okay, next great. one will be Thank September you. the tenth. Uh, that yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, the tenth. Let me give my contact information really quick because I know we have to go. Um, I want to thank everybody for being here. We've had a great group. I want to thank Donna for helping me. She's done a wonderful job. And Desiree, too. Um, our, my contact information, you may write to me. I may not get back to you the same day, um, but I will do my best to get back to you as quickly as possible. And we can chat by phone if you'd like. My, my email address is catmom, C-A-T-M-O-M, 3260 at gmail.com catmom3260 at gmail.com. You are more than welcome to write to me and I hope you come back in two weeks.